if you're anything like me, this place is super scary. Center stage has never ever been my dream and um, I'm the girl that likes chilling in the background. I like it because it's safe. I don't have to say anything profound and have a whole room of people hang on every word I say, um, which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, but I have a very vivid memory that has cemented this fear in my heart um, and it takes place in high school. The scariest time of a teenager's life, in my opinion, it was for me. And to help set the scene, I want you guys to think of the iconic 2000s movie, Mean Girls. Everyone remember that? Everyone got the picture in your mind? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> well, fortunately, I was part of the um, popular crew. But unfortunately, this didn't exempt me from any kind of scrutiny. In fact, just like in the movie, I was even more scrutinized than the rest. So people were always watching me, trying to check if I was going to do anything wrong. Okay, with that in mind, right? In English class, orals were mandatory and made up a large part of the practical side of our lessons. I absolutely abhorred them. Um, our English teacher on one occasion had asked us to memorize a poem and recite it to the class in a very expressive manner, which was like out of my comfort zone 100%. Um, but on the day of having to do so, as my teacher called up my name, I started to get sweaty palms and scared out of my mind, I very unwillingly dragged my feet up to the front of the class. <laughs> now guys, this is the embarrassing part and Mark's the part where I mentioned to you in the front. Um, but this part makes me die every time I relive it. Um, it might not be as embarrassing to you guys, but uh, I cringe every time I think about it. Um, but as I got up there, I don't know what happened, but my whole body froze. And I stood there for five minutes trying to get something out of my mouth in front of this group of school kids who were ruthless. And I just uncontrollably cried the whole time. <laughs> my heart died die when I think about it. Um, and I can't remember who laughed or what was said, and I remember things were said and people laughed, but I just remember how I felt, and I felt so mortified at myself and ridiculously embarrassed. Anyway, bless my teacher who saw the agony I was going through. He came up to me and escorted me from the front of the class to the back of the class. And I realized I never wanted to do any kind of public speaking ever again. Suffice to say, I never remember a single oral after that. That was the first and last and single one I ever remembered. But that's why I can relate to Moses so much. He has a fear of public speaking as well. And we see this in Exodus 4. God just happened, uh, sorry, God has just appeared to Moses in a burning bush and asked him to go to Pharaoh and demand that he set his people free. Moses responds to the Lord in verse 4 and says, Pardon your servant, Lord. I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. Now raise your hand if you can relate to any of that fear that Moses is displaying right there. Moses feels inadequate in the sight of God and unqualified for what God's calling him to. The Lord responds to, sorry, the Lord responds to Moses' insecurities in verse 11 and says in only the Lord's way, who gave human beings their mouths, who makes them deaf or mute, and who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will help you, Moses, speak and will teach you what to say. 
So why did Moses feel so fearful and disqualified? Well, to give you some context, his life was pretty messy. He goes from being the prince of Egypt to a murderer and then to a shepherd in the wilderness for about 40 years. And if I was Moses, I would feel like a nobody, a person with a past to hide, a person who wasn't fit to lead anyone. Despite how Moses was feeling, God still chooses to use him and to ask him to lead his people out of freedom and slavery, into slavery, sorry. God chooses to take, to task a murderer, a nobody in the wilderness and a man who by his own account was not very eloquent. Moses responds with utter dismay, why me, Lord? Why am I qualified to lead your people? Now, it's easy to think when we're reading the verses that Moses was being ridiculous, especially after God tells him that it's not about him, and he promises to give him the words in his mouth. The reality, though, is that this is us and this is me too. Like Moses, we get hung up on the mistakes of our past, the limitations of our present, and the impossibilities of our future. Now, instead of fixing our our eyes on Jesus who came to redeem our sin, we choose to fix our eyes on ourselves, and so did Moses. But Jesus came, comes to redeem our sin, not only in our past, but in our present and in our future, once and for all, fully saved. When the Lord calls Moses out of the burning bush, Moses answered, here I am, not yet knowing who was calling and what was at stake. But after hearing what the Lord had asked him, or the Lord's assignment, Moses had contested God at every angle, and as, he, as his securities surfaced and his fear and weaknesses overwhelmed him. Who of you have ever prayed the very willing prayer and risky prayer? Here I am, Lord, use me. I know I have a million times. You desperately want to be used, but of course, you didn't really mean you'd do just about anything. Surely God, knowing your insecurities, would only use your most obvious strengths in the most idyllic and angelic way. The joke's on us and on Moses, because God has a serious sense of humor. I can bet you speaking eloquently before Pharaoh, a really intimidating and powerful leader, wasn't on Moses' top ten list. Moses wasn't asking to be used, and he definitely wasn't feeling equipped for the task. God gives us, in spite of who we are, sorry, God uses us in spite of who we are and our limitations as humans. In 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, It says his grace is sufficient for us in our weakness and his power is made perfect in our weakness. So when we are weak, that means he is strong. The pressure is off. We were never meant to be good enough or strong enough. We were meant to come to the end of ourselves so that we can be rescued and rest in the great I am.